Chapter Seventy Six of Tales of Laughter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Tales of Laughter by Nora Archibald Smith and Kate Douglas Wiggins the blind man the deaf man and the donkey a blind man and a deaf man once entered into a partnership the deaf man was to see for the blind man and the blind man was to hear for the deaf man one day both went to a notch together the deaf man said the dancing is very good but the music is not worth listening to and the blind man said on the contrary i think the music is very good but the dancing is not worth looking at musical and dancing entertainment after this day they went together for a walk in the jungle and there found a dobie's donkey that had strayed away from its owner and a great big chatty such as a dobie's boil clothes in which the donkey was carrying with him the deaf man said to the blind man brother here are a donkey and a dobie's great big chatty with nobody to own them let us take them with us they may be useful to us some day very well said the blind man we will take them with us so the blind man and the deaf man went on their way taking the donkey and the great big chatty with them a little farther on they came to an ant's nest and the deaf man said to the blind man here are a number of very fine black ants much larger than i ever saw before let us take some of them home to show our friends very well answered the blind man we will take them as a present to our friends so the deaf man took a silver snuff-box out of his pocket and put four or five of the finest black ants into it which done they continued their journey but before they had gone very far a terrible storm came on it thundered and lightened and rained and blew with such a fury that it seemed as if the whole heavens and earth were at war oh dear oh dear cried the deaf man how dreadful this lightning is let us make haste and get to some place of shelter i don't see that it's dreadful at all answered the blind man but the thunder is very terrible we had better certainly seek some place of shelter now not far off was a lofty building which looked exactly like a fine temple the deaf man saw it and he and the blind man resolved to spend the night there and having reached the place they went in and shut the door taking the donkey and the great big chatty with them but this building which they mistook for a temple was in truth no temple at all but the house of a very powerful rashkas and hardly had the blind man the deaf man and the donkey 
got inside and fastened the door than the rashkas who had been out returned home to his surprise he found the door fastened and heard people moving about inside his house ho ho cried he to himself some men have got in here have they i'll soon make mincemeat of them so he began to roar in a voice louder than the thunder and to cry let me into my house this minute you wretches let me in let me in i say and to kick the door and batter it with great fists but though his voice was very powerful his appearance was still more alarming insomuch that the deaf man who was peeping at him through a chink in the wall felt so frightened that he did not know what to do but the blind man was very brave because he couldn't see and went up to the door and called out who are you and what do you mean by coming battering at the door in this way and at this time of night a kind of ogre i'm a rashkas answered the rashkas angrily and this is my house let me in this instant or i'll kill you all this time the deaf man who was watching the rascus was shivering and shaking in a terrible fright but the blind man was very brave because he couldn't see and he called out again oh you're a rascus are you well if you're rascus i'm bascus and bascus is as good as rascus bascus roared the rascus bascus bascus what nonsense is this there is no such creature as a bascus go away replied the blind man and don't dare to make any further disturbance lest i punish you with a vengeance for know that i'm bascus and bascus is rashkus father my father answered rashkus heavens and earth bascus and my father i never heard such an extraordinary thing in my life you my father and in there i never knew my father was called bascus yes replied the blind man go away instantly i command you for i am your father bascus very well answered rashkus for he began to get puzzled and frightened but if you are my father let me first see your face for he thought perhaps they are deceiving me the blind man and the deaf man didn't know what to do but at last they opened the door a very tiny chink and poked the donkey's nose out when the rashkus saw it he thought to himself bless me what a terrible ugly face my father bashkus has he then called out oh father bashkus you have a very big fierce face but people have sometimes very big heads and very little bodies pray let me see your body as well as head before i go away then the blind man and the deaf man rolled the great big dobie's chattee 
with a thundering noise past the chink in the door and the rashkis who was watching attentively was very much surprised when he saw this great black thing rolling along the floor and he thought in truth my father bashkis has a very big body as well as a big head he's big enough to eat me up altogether i'd better go away but still he could not help being a little doubtful so he cried o oh, bashkis father bashkis you have indeed got a very big head and a very big body but do before i go away let me hear you scream for all rashkis scream fearfully then the cunning deaf man who was getting less frightened pulled the silver snuff-box out of his pocket and took the black ants out of it and put one black ant in the donkey's right ear and another black ant in the donkey's left ear and another and another the ants pinched the poor donkey's ears dreadfully and the donkey was so hurt and frightened he began to bellow as loud as he could eaw 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 ah ah at this terrible noise the rashkis fled away in a great fright saying enough enough father bashkis the sound of your voice would make the most refractory obedient and no sooner had he gone then the deaf man took the ants out of the donkey's ears and he and the blind man spent the rest of the night in peace and comfort next morning the deaf man woke the blind man early saying awake brother awake here we are indeed in luck the whole floor is covered with heaps of gold and silver and precious stones and so it was for the rashkas owned a vast amount of treasure and the whole house was full of it that is a good thing said the blind man show me where it is and i will help you collect it so they collected as much treasure as possible and made four great bundles of it the blind man took one great bundle the deaf man took another and putting the other two great bundles on the donkey they started off to return home but the rashkis whom they had frightened away the night before had not gone very far off and was waiting to see what his father bashkis might look like by daylight he saw the door of his house open and watch attentively when walked out only a blind man a deaf man and a donkey who were all three laden with large bundles of his treasure the blind man carried one bundle the deaf man carried another bundle and two bundles were on the donkey the rashkis was extremely angry and immediately called six of his friends to help him kill the blind man the deaf man and the donkey and recover the treasure the deaf man saw them coming seven great rashkas with hair a yard long and tusks like an elephant's and was dreadfully frightened but the blind man was very brave because he couldn't see and said brother 
why do you lag behind in that way oh answered the deaf man there are seven great rashkas with tusks like an elephant's coming to kill us what can we do let us hide the treasure in the bushes said the blind man and do you lead me to a tree then i will climb up first and you shall climb up afterward and so we shall be out of their way the deaf man thought this good advice so he pushed the donkey and the bundles of the treasure into the bushes and led the blind man to a high sopari tree that grew close by but he was a very cunning man this deaf man and instead of letting the blind man climb up first and following him he got up first and let the blind man clamber after so that he was farther out of harm's way than his friend when the rashkas arrived at the place and saw them both perched out of reach in the sopari tree he said to his friends let us get on each other's shoulders we shall then be high enough to pull them down so one rashka stooped down and the second got on his shoulders and the third on his and the fourth on his and the fifth on his and the sixth on his and the seventh and the last rashkas who had invited all the others was just climbing up when the deaf man who was looking over the blind man's shoulder got so frightened that in his alarm he caught hold of his friend's arm crying they're coming they're coming the blind man was not in a very secure position and was sitting at his ease and not knowing how close the rashkas were the consequence was that when the deaf man gave him this unexpected push he lost his balance and tumbled down on to the neck of the seventh rashkas who was just then climbing up the blind man had no idea where he was but thought he had got to on to the branch of some other tree and stretching out his hand for something to catch hold of caught hold of the rashkas two great ears and pinched them very hard in his surprise and fright the rashkas couldn't think what it was that had come trembling down upon him and the weight of the blind man upsetting his balance down he also fell to the ground knocking down in their turn the sixth fifth fourth third second and first rashkas who all rolled one over another and lay in a confused heap at the foot of the tree together meanwhile the blind man called out to his friend where am i what has happened where am i where am i the deaf man who was safe up in the tree answered well done brother never fear never fear you're all right only hold tight i'm coming down to help you but he had not the least intention of leaving his place of safety however he continued to call out never mind brother hold on as tight as you can i'm coming i'm coming and the more he called out the harder the blind man pinched the rashka's ears which he mistook for some kind of palm branches the six other rashkas who had succeeded 
after a good deal of kicking in extricating themselves from their unpleasant position thought they had quite enough of helping their friend and ran away as fast as they could and the seventh thinking from their going that the danger must be greater than he imagined and being moreover very much afraid of the mysterious creature that sat on his shoulders put his hands to the back of his ears and pushed off the blind man and then without staying to see who or what it was followed his six companions as fast as he could as soon as all the rashkas were out of sight the deaf man came down from the tree and picking up the blind man embraced him saying i could not have done better myself you have frightened away all our enemies but you see i came to help you as fast as possible then he dragged the donkey and the bundles of treasure out of the bushes gave the blind man one bundle to carry took the second himself and put the remaining two on the donkey as before this done the whole party set off to return home but when they had got nearly out of the jungle the deaf man said to the blind man we are now close to the village but if we take all this treasure home with us we shall run great risk of being robbed i think our best plan would be to divide it equally then you can take care of your half and i will take care of mine and each one can hide his share here in the jungle or wherever pleases him best very well said the blind man do you divide what we have in the bundles into two equal portions keeping one half yourself and giving me the other the cunning deaf man however had no intention of giving up half the treasure to the blind man so he first took his own bundle of treasure and hid it in the bushes and then he took the two bundles off the donkey and hid them in the bushes and he took a good deal of treasure out of the blind man's bundle which he also hid then taking the small quantity that remained he divided it into two equal portions and placing half before the blind man and half in front of himself said there brother is your share to do what you please with the blind man put out his hand but when he felt what was a very little heap of treasure it was he got very angry and cried this is not fair you are deceiving me you have kept almost all the treasure for yourself and only given me a very little oh no how can you think so answered the deaf man but if you will not believe me feel for yourself see my heap of treasure is no larger than yours the blind man put out his hands again to feel how much his friend had kept but in front of the deaf man lay only a very small heap no larger than what he had himself received at this he got very cross and said come come this won't do you think you can cheat me in this way because i am blind but i'm not so stupid as all that i carried a great bundle of treasure you carried a great bundle of treasure and there were two great bundles on the donkey 
do you mean to pretend that all that made no more treasure than these two little heaps no indeed i know better than that stuff and nonsense answered the deaf man stuff or no stuff continued the other you are trying to take me in and i won't be taken in by you no i'm not said the deaf man yes you are said the blind man and so they went on bickering scolding growling contradicting until the blind man got so enraged that he gave the deaf man a tremendous box on the ear the blow was so violent that it made the deaf man hear the deaf man very angry gave his neighbor in return so hard a blow in the face that it opened the blind man's eyes so the deaf man could hear as well as see and the blind man could see as well as hear this astonished them both so much that they became good friends at once the deaf man confessed to having hidden the bulk of the treasure which he thereupon dragged forth from its place of concealment and having divided it equally they went home and enjoyed themselves end of chapter seventy six recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c